internet. It is Jeff Antoniak, Digging Deeper Jazz Videos. Thank you so much for tuning in here. This is video number two on enclosures. We're uh, approaching how to play enclosures or rotations or chromatic approach notes. They have a bunch of different names, but this is amazing stuff for any instrument. I'm a sax player. I play some other instruments, but I'm playing saxophone today. But this is for any and every instrument out there. So uh, please stick around for this stuff. So um, if you haven't already, you could look at the previous video where we're talking about chromatic approaches to a major triad. So we're sort of sneaking up on enclosures. And I, I actually did a video way back when in the uh, Advanced Jazz Learning Technique series where I just kind of lay it all out in 15 minutes. And a lot of it's right there. It was a very popular video. A lot of folks have asked for the PDF from that. But what I want to do is slow things down and really dig into what's going on here. Again, that's why this is called Digging Deeper Videos, not to show you, you know, a lifetime full of stuff in 15 minutes. I want to slow it down so we really understand what we're doing. So today what we're going to do is chromatic approaches to a minor triad, just like it sounds. Let me put the sheet up on, uh, on the screen for you. Okay, so what you're seeing is a C minor triad, right? And then item number two, I'm just playing a chromatic approach beneath those each of those target notes. So the little V you see isn't an articulation or anything, it's just pointing out where our C minor triad is. B to C. Chromatic approach to a triad. So the way I think about it, I think the way anybody thinks about it is it's a tension and a release. So when you're playing this stuff, I want you to hear it that way. Part of slowing down and doing this stuff is giving us time to get it under our fingers, giving our brains a chance to really understand what we're doing. But I think a big part is hearing what's going on. It is a tension and a release. You need to hear it that way. Now, playing bass or guitar or plenty of instruments, it's just a shape. And you could just blast through that shape in 12 keys and be done. I want you to do that. I want you to be hearing that tension to the release. And frankly, on guitar and bass, I want you to know what note you're playing. It's easy to get to a pretty dang good level on those instruments and not quite be sure what's going on as you're just working through a shape, right? That's the good news about that instrument, but it's the bad news about that instrument too, all right? So let me go through how I'd like you to practice this and maybe I'll uh, play a quick tune for you using this, this uh, information. So I'll put the sheet back up and uh, look at item number three. So this is just a way, you know, one of a million possible ways to work through this lick and I, I wrote out four different keys going around the circle of fourths. C to F, B flat to E. So, did you notice the style I was playing with? This isn't a style video, that's not what we're talking about, but did you notice? Did it sound more like a bossa nova or a funk tune or a rock tune? Did it sound like a swing tune? Did it sound like a shuffle? Did it sound like a calypso? Well, I was swinging. So once you get this stuff under your fingers, I want you to really think about playing with good time, with good tone, but with some groove and intensity too. I don't care what the feel is you're hearing in your head. It could be anything. I just want so that if you sent me a recording or I come over to your house and you play for me within three notes, 
I can tell what the groove is. That's pretty important. All right. So, um, so you see there an, an example of how, you know, one simple lick using this stuff, right? Let's go on to the next one. I'll put it back up on the screen. And so number four, so this is moving faster. We're moving key to key twice as fast. It's a hundred percent as hard. Plus it's solid eighth note. So, you know, this is much more technically challenging. <laughs> extra key. That's the kind of stuff I want you to do. I would love for you to just pick one key and improvise with it. C. five minutes, one key improvising with those notes. And when you choose one of the half steps below, it should sound like a tension in your ear. It should be screaming to resolve and then you'll resolve it. So you'll start making artistic choices, not just here's three notes and here's three notes beneath it. I'm just going to wiggle my fingers for five minutes. Uh, -uh. make some music out of it. Speaking of which, let me do this. I'm going to see if I can play a tune for you that has a lot of minor chords and has some, you know, dominant to major chords. It's a standard, right? It's a Billy Strayhorn tune called Chelsea Bridge. And I'm going to play it and I'm going to use, essentially on every or most measure, I'm going to use this, this device just so you can hear a way that could be kind of musical to use it, maybe playing in a cadenza or something like that. And again, this isn't the way I would play. I wouldn't use one device 32 times in a row, but uh, for the purposes here of, uh, you know, letting you hear what it might sound like. <laughs> the idea uh, on each of those chords that was just a big long that was two and a half octaves of approaching that minor chord at one point I did I think at that point that was a dominant chord so I just did a triad right um, so these chromatic approaches as you can see, we can do them in more mechanical, uh, more you know, challenging finger ways, like item number four on the sheet. We can do them in you know, kind of simpler ways, like number three on the sheet. You could literally take five or ten minutes and improvise in one key with those notes. That may be the best exercise. 
Or for those of you that want to fit this into your playing, this is the exercise. Literally play every chord in a tune with a chromatic approach to either the minor triad or to the major triad. The major triad, by the way, you'd use on dominant or major chords. So you see how this can work. So now it's the simplest thing. We're not even doing enclosures yet. We're sneaking up on enclosures. I'm going to be doing two more videos coming up uh, and we are going to get to enclosures. But this is kind of the barrier to entry. If you understand the half-step approach, if you can play it and hear it and you know what it's about, this is going to get you there. So that's why we're sort of slowing down and doing this properly. So I hope that that makes some sense for you. And, uh, and we'll, I think we'll leave it right there. That's plenty of work. So thank you so much for tuning in here. I want to thank Gonzalez Reads again for being a great sponsor of these videos. And again, if you would like this PDF or any of the previous PDFs, email me at diggingdeeperjazz at gmail.com. And I'd love to get it off to you. The folks that are watching these videos um, are so many adult, amateur, and semi-pro players all around the world. I hear from people in other countries probably as much or more than I hear from the United States and Canada. So I love that, that you guys are enjoying this information. And I'm really loving to hear that university professors all over the world are starting to use these videos, show them to students, recommend students to these things. That's fantastic. So uh, you get some good information out of this. That's all I care about. So thank you so much. Appreciate you tuning in and uh, we'll see you next time.